Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And back for his weekly visit is our NFL and fantasy football expert, Andy Rio, who's covered fantasy for nearly 20 years now. And it's always great to have you, Andy. And man, I know the final score of the Texans Raiders looked a little lopsided, but I thought this was their most entertaining game this year. At least we saw a real offense this week. Yeah, they opened up the offense, definitely. Um, Damian Pierce had another nice game, but uh, it was nice to see that uh, Davis Mills uh, produced. I know he had the interception late in the game, uh, which unfortunately led to their ultimate demise out in Las Vegas. But uh, he spread the ball around well. It was definitely his best performance of the season coming out of the bye week. Has his fantasy stock risen i mean i know it's not going to be uh qb1 in most fantasy leagues but did it help at all what what he's been doing the last couple of weeks well slightly uh, i mean in the standard one quarterback leagues yeah he's still probably going to be a guy that's going to be in the free agent pool in most leagues but in the super flex or two quarterback leagues yeah he definitely improved his stock this week uh, to the point where i think he can be used more in those formats if we see this type of production going forward Production also going up recently is Benico Collins, but then he goes out with the groin injury for the Texans. Philip Dorsett, Chris Moore, those are your options. Are they worth the fantasy look? I mean, can you lock them up for 100 yards and a couple of touchdowns? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Both guys are, are solid pros. They're veterans who have been in the league a long time. But uh, I would think that uh, with Collins being out, it probably means a little bit more will be funneled to Brandon Cooks. I know he's been the subject of trade rumors, but uh, provided no sudden trade happens, then, yeah, he is definitely in line to hopefully break out of his funk. I mean, he's had a few decent games here and there, but I think fantasy owners uh, were counting on more, and the emergence of Nico Collins certainly uh, took some thunder away from Cooks. It would help if Dorsett and Moore could catch some footballs. They've had some drop issues, of course. Uh, could the well, tight the true. Titans? Yeah, <laughs> could the Titans start Malik Willis at quarterback? Because there's rumors that they're going to at least use him more, if not start him potentially this week. Well, I think it all is going to depend on the status of Ryan Tannehill um, because he was injured during their big win over Indianapolis on Sunday. He finished out the game. But uh, there's been some chatter that uh, he won't be practicing much this week. Now, he's a veteran. He's obviously been in the league a long time. So he doesn't necessarily need a massive amount of practice time. But it is something to monitor because uh, certainly Willis would bring a different component to the Tennessee offense. I mean, he's a very good uh, scrambler, puts up a lot of yards, uh, you know, as a rusher and everything. That would be where the potential would lie there. Uh, he would not be a bad addition at quarterback if he does end up starting because, as we've seen uh, in fantasy, uh, running quarterbacks are a tremendous asset. Uh, but at this stage right now, it's just uh, kind of speculation at this point. I mean, uh, the, the Titans really have not had uh, a great passing game this year. I mean, Robert Woods came over from the Rams. Uh, they don't have Traylon Burks right now. He's on injured reserve. Woods has not been uh, putting up the numbers that, uh, you know, he did in Los Angeles. Obviously, uh, they were a more dynamic offense out there, but uh, he was kind of the supporting cast member to Cooper Cup, and he's having a little bit of trouble right now being kind of the lead guy. Now, speaking of 
guys that you're going to have to watch out for in this game. You you always talk about Derrick Henry with the Titans in recent years, but he's only averaging four yards per carry this year. Damian Pierce averaging 4.8 yards per carry. And you go, well, maybe the Texans have the advantage there, but <laughs> we know about this Texans defense and the linebacking core and the tackling and all of the stuff that they've had issues with against the run. Um, the Titans great run defense. That's another thing to take into account. They're fourth in the league, Andy, against the run. I mean, this is going to be uh, an interesting matchup for this game. Well, the thing about Damian Pierce is even when he's in tough matchups, he's going to get enough volume uh, to still deliver good fantasy days. But uh, I would be very worried. In fact, uh, I'm playing against Derrick Henry in one of my leagues this week. If you've got to go against him, I would just be extremely worried about how much he's going to feast on that porous Texans run defense. The only thing the Texans do well, though, is they're a bend but don't break except for last week. But they, if it gets to the close to the goal line, maybe they can stop at least Derrick Henry from scoring touchdowns. That's my only my only assurance for you, Andy, this week. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going <laughs> to stop him at all. <laughs> um, are you surprised they're only favored by one and a half against the Texans? Well, I think that has to do with the quarterback situation. I think they'd probably be favored more if Tannehill was was definitely going to play. So it, it's not as surprising as you might think. But, yeah, it's a little surprising. All right, let's hit some of the bigger national stories. Uh, but before we do, just a reminder to everybody, you guys know this, subscribe, comment, like us on YouTube if you haven't already. And it's the best way to support the show. Make sure to catch our live Astros and Texans postgame show starting with Friday's World Series game, I'm going to be with you guys live for these post games every day until Wednesday. So from Friday to Wednesday, it's either Astros or Texans every single day. Sports Radio 610, Sean Bajani is going to join me tomorrow with the latest on the Texans and Astros uh, season preview. And later this week, um, I mean, not season preview, but postseason, uh, the World Series preview. Um, and then later this week, I'm going to talk with a little Rockets with Frank from HTX Chop Shop, and I'm looking forward to talk about their early season uh, struggles a little bit. They're one and three right now. But, Andy, before we get into this major matchups of this week, the big story in the AFC South early this week is the Colts benching Matt Ryan for UT Longhorn. Yes, UT Longhorn, Sam Ellinger. Was that a surprise? What did you think? It was a surprise, maybe not an out-and-out -out shock. I mean, Ryan has largely struggled this season. Um, you know, they have liked what they've seen from Ellinger in the preseason, um, and they still will have another veteran on the roster uh, in Nick Foles to back up Ellinger uh, in the event that they just fully move on from Ryan, whether they find a taker for him in a trade or just decide to cut him. Uh, very disappointing, uh, obviously, in Indianapolis. Frank Reich, at this point, pretty much at the end of his rope coaching the Colts. So uh, I guess he's trying this as a last gasp type maneuver. Uh, obviously, um, we'll see how it turns out. I mean, uh, it, it's it's a pretty eventful year in Indianapolis already, and, and we still have a long way to go. Um, they just have never really found the full solution at quarterback. Uh, since Andrew Luck retired, it's a shame for them. Philip Rivers only played one year because for them because uh, maybe if they'd gotten a second year out of him, maybe they could have ended up finding a different quarterback solution. Frank Reich, of course, Houston Oilers fans remember 
that he was a longtime backup quarterback and he found success or one particular playoff game. So maybe he's a little bit more confident in backup quarterbacks than your average coach would be out there. So that's just well, something that, to think that about. That was, yeah, definitely uh, quite a day. Uh, the most memorable comeback uh, in NFL history until the Patriots came back in the Super Bowl. Yeah, and you can see behind me, I've got the uh, Loser Takes All book by the Chronicle legend Ed Fowler that, you know, he wrote about the whole story behind the Oilers' good years in the demise. I mean, it was a fascinating book that he did. And, of course, I've got it up, up behind me, not just because of the Frank Reich thing, but, uh, you know, we, we're, we're playing that old Oilers team this week. Uh, what was the craziest stat? Let's get to the uh, some of the more national stories. Bengals and Falcons. Strange stat from that game on Sunday. Yes, uh, considering that the final score was 35-17 to 17, uh, with Cincinnati on top, uh, the Falcons uh, threw only 13 passes in that game. And, you know, when you're down 35-17, to 17, uh, naturally you think there's going to be a lot of passing in an attempt to come back in the game. They were also down 21 nothing at one point. So uh, we've talked some about teams uh, going back and playing old-school football uh, this is a pretty extreme case of old school football that you're only throwing the ball, uh, you know, 13 times when you're facing those types of deficits. And Atlanta has invested uh, first round picks these past two years in Kyle Pitts and Drake London, and both players have shown uh, varying degrees of potential. But it, to ignore them is just crazy. I mean, uh, right now, the most profitable fantasy player for the Falcons is Tyler Algier, their rookie running back out of BYU, and I believe 50 yards and a touchdown on Sunday. So just absolutely crazy. I know there's a lot of people that have been disappointed in Kyle Pitts in fantasy and also Drake London, but to a degree, it's truly not their fault. And two of the next three games for Atlanta are against Carolina. So I really don't see... Uh, I mean, can Marcus Mariota even approach 30 passing attempts in a game this year? It doesn't look likely right now. Just uh, it's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Bill Yeoman, the old Houston Cougar coach would love it. It's like the Veer offense over there in the pocket. Just run the ball. Just keep run, 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 run. <laughs> yeah. And to think they're also going to get uh, Cordero Patterson back in the near future. So, I mean, he's more of a hybrid player, but uh, he, he was their uh, top running back last year. And he'll certainly be part of the mix again soon. Let's hit the major matchups, and we'll start with the Ravens at the Buccaneers. The Brady Bunch looking awful, 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 awful in Carolina. What are you seeing with this matchup? Do they have a shot at getting it back together at all this year? Well, part of me wants to think that that was absolute rock bottom for Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they'd lost before uh, the week before in an upset to Pittsburgh, but even though this is not a vintage Steelers team, uh, there's a dramatic difference between the Steelers and the Panthers. Pittsburgh still has a good coach in Mike Tomlin, and, and they have offensive weapons and everything. And Carolina traded their best offensive player in McCaffrey. We'll talk a little bit more about in, uh, you know, we talk about the Rams and the 49ers. But, um, you know, part of me wants to think it was rock bottom for the Bucs and maybe a serious wake-up call. I mean, they never recovered from Mike Evans dropping that sure touchdown pass uh, early in the game, but uh, there's a lot of issues there. The offensive line is not great. Uh, still think in fantasy, you definitely want to start uh, Evans and Godwin and probably as a volume play Leonard Fournette. Um, but, you know, this is a formidable Ravens squad. Obviously, Lamar Jackson's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
Uh, injuries to watch with Baltimore, Mark Andrews and Rashad Bateman missing practice. So uh, keep an eye on that going to Thursday. It was a great return for the Ravens uh, at running back. Gus Edwards had two touchdowns, um, you know, and a lot of people are going to see that and obviously anoint him as Baltimore's lead back. But Kenyon Drake and Justice Hill are also going to be involved. And, um, you know, eventually they'll hopefully get J.K. Dobbins back. So, so Gus is probably uh, their best bet in the red zone and worth a look. But uh, I want to caution that, you know, if he – uh, doesn't get the luck in the red zone, he may disappoint fantasy owners. Uh, I mean, as far as the game goes overall, I could see either team winning it. It's just going to depend on if Tampa wakes up. I mean, the good thing for Tampa is even at three and four, they're tied for first in the division. And, uh, you know, they still have a pathway to the playoffs, but they better step it up. Baltimore, um, you know, if they can win this game, their schedule shapes up very friendly over the latter portion of the season. So uh, they're well positioned to make the playoff run. As not somebody that's a big Brady fan, it's good to see Brady can have an off year in his life. And that's uh, okay with me. (laughs) Giants at the Seahawks. Texans play the Giants in a few weeks, Andy, so I'm keeping an eye on the Giants. These two teams shocking the NFL so far. I know you got to be looking at this running back matchup in this one, too. Yeah, tremendous running back matchup uh, with Saquon Barkley against Kenneth Walker, uh, who's been an amazing rookie running back, uh, kind of running alongside uh, Damian Pierce, uh, you know, in that, uh, you know, the rookie of the year race and everything like that. Um Daniel Jones has performed better than expected at quarterback for New York. Uh, Most of it has been as a rusher, uh, hasn't really done as much as a passer, but they do have a wide receiver coming on, a rookie out of uh, Kentucky, Wandale Robinson, who looks like he may be the solution uh, for the Giants uh, as their number one receiver. So if he's out there in your league, definitely worth adding. Unfortunately, uh, they did lose Daniel Bellinger, a promising tight end to injury. I don't think there's really going to be a replacement on the roster uh, that can offer what Bellinger has been offering. But, uh, yeah, Jones, uh, Robinson, and certainly uh, Saquon Barkley, a good start for the Giants. The big story for the Seahawks, other than just the reemergence of Geno Smith, who's uh, turned into a quality fantasy starter, DK Metcalf left their victory over the Los Angeles Chargers with an injury. Doesn't sound serious uh, from, from the chatter out there, uh, but keep an eye on his status for this week. Obviously, if he can't go, uh, I would put Tyler Lockett in more of a, a primary position uh, in Seattle's passing game. You mentioned Damian Pierce and Kenneth Walker having that battle for rookie of the year. We know Brees is out for the year. Do you feel like it's a two-man battle at this point for rookie of the year? Yeah, I would have to say so. I, I mean, those guys are definitely uh, carrying a significant load for their teams, especially Pierce, uh, and they've just been dazzling. There are some other rookies who have certainly looked impressive, like George Pickens for Pittsburgh. Uh, He's had some great catches, but uh, at this point, I mean, he's not taking on as large of a role as those two guys are. Yeah, it's hard to win if you're not running back quarterback. You know, one of the offensive positions, I would would think most years it's going to be hard. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And this year was not uh, as banner of a crop for quarterbacks as other classes have been. Did you like the Giants or the Seahawks in that game? I have a very slight lean towards the Giants just because they just keep finding ways to win. But uh, it's a long trip, of course. Seattle's very formidable at home. Wouldn't shock me if Seattle took it. Yeah, both coaches doing a tremendous job this year with those teams. Uh, Patriots 
at the unstoppable New York Jets. And before we get to that game, what did you think of that Jets trade for James Robertson after, you know, we just mentioned they lost Brees Hall? Well, and that's a huge loss because he had been tremendous for them. Uh, fortunately, they have some good depth of the position. Michael Carter actually had a promising uh, rookie season last year. I mean, he's not obviously in the class of Hall, but he's a productive runner. Uh, Texans fans have seen Robinson play for Jacksonville. Uh, he's still fighting his way back from an Achilles injury, but he's certainly capable as well. And I think it's a good trade for him because Travis Etienne had pretty much taken over uh, lead duties in Jacksonville, very explosive player out of Clemson. Um, Carter probably will be the better of the two fantasy backs. Uh, I, I expect he's going to take on uh, a greater percentage of the touches in the backfield. Uh, he may be more of an RB2. Robinson probably a flex uh, who could get more of the work at the goal line. So I, I think it's a good move by New York, and I think it's a good move for uh, Robinson's stock. Obviously, if you can get Carter... Uh, certainly worth doing it right now. Uh, not really any components of the Jets passing game to trust. So it's going to center around the running backs and their defense for fantasy value. And of course, New England's got a full fledged quarterback controversy. It looks like going on between Mac zone, Jack Jones and uh, Bailey Zappi out of uh, Victoria. Uh, that's where he's from and everything. So uh, crazy situation there, uh, but the most tr trustable Patriots players, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, their second year running back, he's been impressive of late. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting little quarterback uh, controversy kind of in New England. We weren't expecting it all. Uh, Niners at the Rams. Didn't see a lot of Christian McCaffrey this past week, but you know we're going to see him a lot this week, right? Yeah, we'll definitely see a lot more of McCaffrey. I mean, given that he was traded on Friday and ended up playing on Sunday, there was no way he was going to completely uh, master the Niners playbook, uh, but he'll probably have it down this week. And yeah, I think we'll see a lot more of him. Obviously uh, he and Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle and Debo Samuel are all uh, must start. Samuel did uh, have a hamstring issue. So keep an eye on his status. Um, you know, what's interesting is, is, I mean, to this point, all that uh, firepower has not led to Jimmy Garoppolo putting up major numbers. We'll see. Uh, if that changes at some point, obviously he has limitations though. Yeah. The NFC West sort of looks like the NFC mess, not exactly what we've expected from this division at all with what Seattle's doing. And, you know, you got the Rams and the Niners, the Cardinals, who know, like, what, what are you, what are you seeing with this division right now? Well, we'll see if the Rams can get on track this week. I mean, they are uh, coming off of a bye, So that gives teams an opportunity to retool things. They will be getting Van Jefferson back who uh, gives the offense a different dynamic as a deep threat, uh, complementing the awesome Cooper Cup. And Allen Robinson, who's been a bit of a disappointment. Uh, supposedly, the Rams also had an interest in McCaffrey. And it'll be interesting to see if they pull the trigger on a trade for another running back. I mean, at this point, uh, Cam Akers is pretty much out of the picture. Daryl Henderson is leading the backfield. And uh, if Daryl Henderson starts this week, you could use him. It's not the greatest of matchups, but it seems like the Rams are trying to replace him and, and we'll see also if the buy helps Matthew Stafford get on track because he's had some issues with turnovers is there any team you'd like in this division at this point or you have no idea I think it's probably a toss-up I mean I want to say that the 49ers have so much firepower on offense that they could take it but I wouldn't count out the Rams or the Seahawks or even the Cardinals they definitely looked a lot better 
Uh, I know it was New Orleans, so not the most formidable opponents. They've got to go up to Minnesota. That's going to be tough this week. Uh, but with DeAndre Hopkins back, I mean, that definitely stabilized the offense. It looked a lot smoother than it had all year. Yeah, they, they want to give us, uh, you know, maybe a few first and second round picks for Brandon Cooks to make up for the DeAndre Hopkins trade. Just go ahead. Give us a call. Give us a, the Texans a call. <laughs> Cardinals. Well, eventually they'll get Hollywood Brown back. So that'll that'll add even more to that offense. But uh, Hopkins. Yeah, he didn't look like he'd missed a beat at all after six games away. Oh, of course, yeah, he's he's a machine. Uh, Packers at the Bills, the last big matchup that I wanted to ask you about, and it looked like a dream one with Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers, the marquee guys uh, as far as quarterbacks. But if you've seen what the Packers have done without Aaron Rodgers these days, or with Aaron Rodgers these days, it hasn't been good. Uh, Packers offense, not quite the same. Can the Packers turn this around or – is this just a route? The Bills just uh, look like a machine. Well, I think the Packers may still have the potential to turn things around, but it's not going to start this week on Sunday night in Orchard Park. Uh, uh, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, Green Bay has definitely been a, a disappointing team. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is no longer putting up the big numbers. Uh, I think probably the biggest disappointment for them has been A.J. Dillon, in both in reality and fantasy. He has not looked like uh, the dynamic back he did last year. Aaron Jones has still had his moments, but they're not using him enough. And Alan Lazard, who has been their top wide receiver, uh, you know, suffered a shoulder injury in the unexpected loss to Washington. And we'll have to monitor his status. If that's the case, I think targets would be pretty condensed between Sammy Watkins, who Rogers seems to trust a little bit, and then Robert Tunyon, the tight end, who who might be a streaming option uh, this week, if you go back to week six, Tunyon had uh, 90 yards receiving and 10 catches. So that's pretty good for tight ends these days. That's really good, actually. But I, I just don't see them uh, getting it done with all that uh, firepower they're going to have to face uh, in Buffalo with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis. Andy, I just want to remind Titans fans, Earl Campbell, he's still ours. You, you, you can have you can pretend like you have the history, but but the history stays in Houston, baby. Uh, we love Earl here, and if you're not watching this, you're just listening. I'm showing off my T-shirt with Earl Campbell on the front. But uh, if you want to ask Andy questions or anything NFL-related, fantasy-related, whatever, he's at Andy Rio on Twitter, and always a blast to talk to you, Andy. Can't wait to do it again next week. Yeah, sounds good. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.